You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Post Game Show. <laughs> Let's go! are going to the AFC title game. They are going to meet Baltimore because the Kansas City Chiefs got the Buffalo Bills. Wide right, my buddy. Oh, my gosh. Was it wide right? I don't it know. Was it was wide right. Because it was a miss. And that's what the Bills have done. Every time they come at the King, they miss. We are now live on the post-game show. I'm Haley Lewis on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are streaming live on YouTube as well as Blade Report. Thank you so much for joining in with us. I got Ken Swanson over here. We got the boys at home. We got Craig Stout. We got Maddie Lane joining us as well. We want to hear your thoughts in the comments, but Kit, give it to the people. What you got off the bat? I am an emotional wreck. I'm an emotional wreck <laughs> for myself, and honestly, I'm an emotional wreck for the Buffalo I'm Bills fans. I feel so bad for them to align because, look, I, here's the truth of the matter. I love you, Bills fans. I do. And I love all the people over at Cover One and all that. I do too. Yeah. But here's the deal. The Kansas City Chiefs. No, here. The Buffalo Bills are Charlie Brown. Where? And the Where Kansas we City Chiefs are Lucy in the football. <laughs> and I still have yet to see Charlie kick that ball. Bless him. I have seen Bless him pull back and charge Charlie five Lucy cents for it. Lucy knows what she wants. They ran into the best player in the world. And Josh Allen was awesome. And Patrick LeVon Mahomes <laughs> was just simply better. Because he is Michael Jordan. And I think Chiefs fans forgot that for a little bit because of how many struggles this team has had. Mm-hmm. But they have the best player in the world. And when you have the best player in the world, you don't know anything other than an AFC championship game. And that is still true. <laughs> For there the you go. sixth straight there you go. year. If you guys can't tell, Kent's been in the distillery for a while. <laughs> I, I have no voice. So he's been uh, enjoying it. Guys, before I throw it to the boys at home to get their initial thoughts, this is how I see it. Kansas City got it done with Tyreek Hill. They got past the Bills. They did it with a culmination the next year of a bunch of wide receivers, up to 11 people getting their hands on the ball per game. They did it that way. Now they do it with a defense. And the third way, they have beaten the Bills. With three different styles of teams, the the organization has consistently shown they will find a way to win and that the Chiefs are just superior to the Buffalo Bills. Boys at home, let's start with Craig and then we'll get Maddie's uh, opinion on this one. Initial thoughts after the Chiefs are now advancing to the AFC title game for the sixth straight year. Well, I I mean, goodness. Uh, Initial thoughts here. Get this one out of the way. All juice forever. Yeah. Hell of a day for Therese Paler. Two teams that he loved in their respective conference championship games. Big, big day. Um, just a gutty performance uh, by the defense there at the end. After getting run over all day long, come up with three straight stops. That was the difference in this game. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense looked like what they're supposed to. This is what we've been waiting for all year long. They come out, they do it in their biggest game of the year to date until next week and just a really good team performance. I can I can find things on both sides of the ball that I really like that, you know, Patrick Mahomes fan, ugh, be back. Patrick mother freaking Mahomes. Maddie, bring it home. 
Oh, man. So, like, I, I also feel a little bad for Bill's Mafia, but, like, I wouldn't hesitate to put them through the table right now. You're <laughs> like, this is just, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I love I love Bill's fans. They're amazing, and I love this rivalry. This is the best football game every single year when these two teams so play, play in the playoffs. It, it's the perfect game. Everything about this was perfect. And, like, kind of like we saw coming out of the Miami Dolphins game in the wild card round, the Chiefs' offense has figured it out. They picked it up. They figured out what they have to do. They started putting it all together, and you really saw it in this game. The defense came up when they had to. That's six. You have to use two hands now to talk about how many straight teams and championship games they have gone to. Like, think about that. That's insane. This team right now is sitting here sputtering all regular season, and not a lick of it matters. Yep. Spit, they, people spent all month talking about, oh, you don't want to see the playoffs. We don't want to see the playoffs. At least, Ed, other teams don't want to see the Chiefs. Guess what? I bet the Ravens aren't happy the Chiefs are about ready to roll up at the yeah. for right now. I bet whoever's in the NFC ain't happy the Chiefs are still alive. Nobody wants to play this team. They have the best player that has ever existed on this planet in mm. any sport Talk. playing quarterback for their football team. It doesn't matter what they look like already. The Chiefs are still here. You're going to have to beat them. You're going to have to find a way to do it. And the Bills, yet again, would not. I think those are facts. Everyone's spitting facts. Kent, I'll let you kind of dive in a little deeper on this one. But everyone's hit the nail on the head. The Kansas City Chiefs will find a way to win. They are the superior team. They have the superior quarterback and the head coach. I think it's about time that the rest of the league has to acknowledge that. They have now won in the court of public opinion. They, you know, they've made, them so, they've made things hard on themselves this season. You know, and like there's no denying that. This has been one of the most frustrating seasons because expectations are so high. And with expectations becomes frustration, right? But they found something and you started to see some sparks happen yeah. against the, you know, against the Bengals late in the season. You started to see them say, all right, let's take away some of the problem areas of this team. And by problem areas, I mean players. And let's focus on these guys. And they simplified some things there from a personnel perspective. And they started to find their way a little bit. And it, you kind of felt like there was going to be a culmination of that. And in a lot of ways, this team, I, I mean, the, look, there's still some red zone struggles. We can talk about McCullough at some point. But, I, you know, the Chiefs were dominant today offensively. And they were moving the ball at will. And they made a couple of mistakes in the red zone, obviously, that have continued to ail this team, but not to a point that it mattered. They still put 27 points on the board against a good football team on the road. And that was enough. That was enough to win. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to step their game up again. McCole Hardman's either going to have to not be on the field or is going to have to protect the football next week. But they, they're, they're, they're continuing to, to play their best football at the right time. And I think we saw additional progress this, this, this week. Patrick Mahomes was averaging 11 yards per pass attempt heading into the fourth quarter. He played, and he still finished the game at 9.3 yards per attempt, and that's including, you know, throwing to Rashi Rice in the end zone at, at the lead. Like, he was playing out of his mind, and when you have this kind of guy, we can, hey, get the Grim Reaper Affliction t-shirts back out, folks. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No. You're welcome. You don't like the 13 second? You're welcome. Yeah, I, I it didn't go well after that. I don't game. Like so let, let's bury that one. I understand the Bengals. Yeah. I guess. That's, let's get something else. Like, let it, what, but like, they're in Costa Rica. Villain. The Bengals are in Costa Rica. Can, can we start calling them Lucy? <laughs> Find the super villain and just go with that. Like anything else. Yeah, but no, I great offensive performance. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the Chiefs were the better football team. It really wasn't arguable. The Chiefs made mistakes that kept them from you. winning that football game in a different fashion. It, they kept it close. The right team won today. The right team won today. 
in Orchard Park, ripping the hearts again Heartless. out of the Buffalo Bills. I, I cannot overstate how important that is, especially considering, like, uh, Mahomes is just, like, he's Michael Jordan, y'all. Like, I, well, I also think this is the first time in a long time that we've actually sent the right team one. Because yep. a lot of times the Chiefs are not the right team and they still find a way to win. I would say absolutely without any un uncertainty in this, the Chiefs dominated that game and I felt like they were in control of the entire game. The only time that I felt really uncomfortable was right there at the end where I was like, oh my God, are they going to be in control of this entire game and just give it up at the very end? Maddie, I want to hear your thoughts kind of on how, on how the offense was the flip-flop of what we've been used to. I was talking to Craig about this in the third quarter. We thought the defense was going to come out and be lights out. We thought that we would never see Mahomes magic again and yet it was the offense carrying the team this time. It really was. And this is kind of like a throwback to the Chiefs teams of yesteryear of this run here. And it, it was kind of crazy. Um, they come out and instead of throwing the ball over the middle of the field a ton, they are just throwing corner after corner after corner route against this Bills team that I think was trying really hard to pack the middle of the field to make up for their injuries. And they yeah. were just tearing them up by going with these condensed formations, using McCole Hardman in motion just to keep eyes on him. And they were just throwing the ball downfield. I think Mahomes ended up three for three on passes that went over 20 yards in the air. He was phenomenal all game long throwing the ball downfield. Like, they just had a great passing attack. They ended up with eight explosive plays overall in this mm. game. Like, that's an insane stat from what we've seen from this offense. This offense literally went eight games without an explosive play, it felt like, at times. Multiple yeah. times throughout the regular season. And they have eight in one game. It's just, I think they were pulling all of the right levers. And they were against Miami, too. And it was two polar opposite offensive game plans. That's how you kind of know, okay, maybe the Chiefs kind of say, hey, Maybe once it gets to, I don't know, the playoffs, we're going to turn it up just a little bit. Yeah. Try some new stuff here. NBS has another phenomenal playoff performance. Well, that's, I, and see, like, I think if you were being a little bit, you know, like, if you weren't just taking some of the stuff we saw from the regular season party, you had a little bit of feeling that one of these guys that's just been awful in the regular season was going to find a, find a way to make a play. Right, right, right. Like, like, I wrote about it this week. I said, you know, you got to keep firing. You got to keep trying to take shots down the field. And it, it could be McColl. It could be an MVS. It could be a Justin Watson. And they kept firing. And they kept taking a few shots down the field. And they hit one. And ultimately, that was the difference in the game. Josh, Josh Allen's average depth of target at one point was under three yards per attempt in the third quarter. He was afraid to throw the ball down the field. He was terrified of making a mistake. And he still made plenty. But she, like... It, the, 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 he fumbled the football in the fourth quarter at the 50-yard line. Shamari Connor falls on that football instead of just trying to pick it up. There's seven different scenarios that the Chiefs win this game, and ultimately they still won it. But I just, like, the Chiefs made the big play down the field. They made some big explosive plays in the red zone, and they were the most consistent offense on the field. Even though it didn't feel like it for the entirety of the game, they were. They were the better team. The right team won today. I agree with you. Craig, what what are your thoughts? I see you itching to get in on this one. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, this is the same game. They played this game a lot of times this year. Not, yeah. not like a ton of times this year, but a lot of times this year. They played this game, and those bounces that didn't go their way. McCall Hardman fumbling out of the end zone. Uh, you know, not falling on multiple fumbles by the opposition. Mm -hmm. You know, not getting off the field on fourth downs, third downs, like we've seen this come back and bite them in the ass repeatedly multiple times this year. There have also been times that they've just gotten their ass kicked, but <laughs> lots of their losses were self-inflicted wounds, them not executing and not having the wherewithal to be able to overcome them. And today they did. 
Like that was the difference. You finally saw the team that we've seen for the past five years where all of a sudden it was like, yeah, they shot themselves in the foot, but it was just kind of like like a, a flesh wound. It was it was a grazing <laughs> bullet or something like that, rather than being, you know, hey, we emptied the clip into our foot, and now we can't walk anymore. Like that's what it was all season long. Now this game right here, they you know the foot off. It. They really did. They yeah. they were able to play well and overcome that. And there were times throughout this game that I kept looking back at that one forced punt that the Chiefs had in the first quarter that the yeah. defense came up with. And I was going, is that going to be the difference in this game? Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be the thing that turns the tide? And you saw what happened in the second half. All of a sudden, that one thing allowed the Chiefs to play with the lead for long enough to where the Bills abandoned their running game, mm -hmm. had to start throwing the ball, played into what the Chiefs defense wanted them to do a lot more, and ultimately helped decide the games there. So, I don't know. It just felt different. It felt like it did for the last five years mm -hmm. where it's like, eh, we made mistakes, but we overcame them. And I think, you know, on the outside looking in, it's always really frustrating to watch, you know, what happens during the regular season right. and see the mistakes. Because, like, we've all seen what championship football looks like in Kansas City. And frankly, this version of the Chiefs has looked different than some of the championship teams that we've seen in Slightly. the past with Slightly. some of the consistent mistakes. And, you know, we on the outside harp on, you know, some of the, you know, things that this team is, is lacked in. And we've, you know, even criticized to some extent some of the coaching and some of the ways that, the you know, mm -hmm. we've, 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 you know, thought about the coaching staff. And this is where I, you know, this is where I want to give them credit, right? Because as an outside looking in, right. we don't really understand exactly, you know, the kind of coaching that these guys are, you know, and kind of leadership that these guys have. And I think this is one of those games where those moments show because they didn't panic. They showed confidence in these guys and it took a long time. It took a long time for this version of the Chiefs to reveal itself, but they stayed consistent where a lot of us on the outside looking in did it. Yeah. And so that's a credit to them they found what works and you know i it's it's easy to start doubting things when you see the results on the field but i think the coaching staff mm -hmm. is starting to show up in a big big way in the playoffs and i think that's why this team's going to the AFC championship game yet again all right, guys, we are going to go ahead and take a break. If you are joining us right now either through the Kansas City Sports Network on YouTube or through Bleacher Report Welcome in. This is Weston, Missouri. We are at the distillery, Holiday Distillery. We're just north of Kansas City, and this is where we've had a watch party, and now we're doing a post-game show party. Myself, Haley Lewis, joined by Kent Swanson. Also, we got Maddie Lane and Craig Stout joining us remotely. We're going to go ahead and take our first break, though. We will be back in a little bit with more analysis of the Chiefs beating the Buffalo Bills 27-24. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. KCSN.substack.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the post-game show. Let's throw it to Maddie. Maddie, I know you're itching to give us a little more information about this one. The biggest thing that I took away from this game was that the, the Chiefs, and I know we've been hitting this, this point home, is that they can find any way to win. But I, I saw Mahomes doing over my dead body, and we talked about that a lot. He was like, no way in hell am I getting out of here without getting it done on the road. It would be the storyline we would hear about, and we'd be sick about it as Chiefs fans, that Mahomes could not win a playoff game on the road. He's the only can do it at home. Well, he got it done on the road. It silences well, the majority of people, let's say. Maddie, give me your initial thoughts on, on Mahomes' first playoff road game win outside, of course, those Super Bowls. I mean, that guy picked the best uh, time of the year to have his two best games back-to-back, right? <laughs> like Against the Dolphins, I think he was great, and I don't know if the score like fully reflects it because the red zone offense had its ups and downs, but... This game, he was just as good, if not better. And it was from that very first play. You know, the, the one game, Donovan Smith was great in this game. We're going to talk about the offensive line. At some point, the offensive line was great. But Donovan Smith, on that very first play, you know, he gets beat and Mahomes does a, a traditional Mahomes thing where he just spins around, avoids the sack, mm-hmm. finds somebody downfield. It's just, you knew from that moment it was a little different. And as the game continued, just even those first couple drives, you're like, oh, he's throwing the ball with that confidence again that you there's going to have to be something crazy that knocks him out of it. And that never happened. He just stayed playing confident all game long, and that showed up in the Chiefs' offense and it allowed the run game to get going. It's just, this is the right time for him to be peaking. And like, I, I've said this a few times, a friend of mine on Twitter at Ross Uglum has compared Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to you know, Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat. <laughs> they can't wait until the playoffs, and then all of a sudden it's a completely different player. That's what it feels like right now. It's like Mahomes like, yeah, I'm still really good, and during the regular season I'm going to give you these flashes, but I'm going to wait until it matters. And then you were just going to get reminded real quick, like, hey, you can give somebody else this regular season MVP. You can let somebody else have this accolade over here for these meaningless 17 mm-hmm. games now, right? When it matters, I'm the best player and you have to deal with me no matter what. And I think the NFL is finding that out right now. And so I just think we're all in a really nice spot. We're getting to watch Mahomes play exceptional football 
with a you know pretty average to below average supporting cast. Like you look at I I can't wait to see these backgrounds. They had to be in heavy personnel a lot with McCole Hardman out there a lot, just running jet motions and not even a real route. They were just mm-hmm. him as a motion man and throwing the ball to other guys. Like you're having footballs hit Justin Watson in the chest and get dropped. McCole Hardman's fumbling the ball through the end zone. And it didn't matter. This offense was still nearly unstoppable. It's just he's that good. And I don't think the world appreciates it because we're we're used to it now. We yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here we want to see five hundred yards and seven touchdowns. And if not, then it wasn't good. And this game was a math. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. But we're still built. It it has to be frustrating as shit if you're a Bills fan right now. Because even if Tyler Bass hits that field goal. Do you, yeah. do you think the Chiefs aren't winning this game? No, I do you think that they're not at least driving down for Harrison Butker to nail a field goal? Like, check anyway. I don't even want to think about it. But. <laughs> there was nothing. The, like, uh, the Chiefs offense had one drive that they looked like the offense this year for mm-hmm. the majority of the year. The rest of the game, they moved the ball at will. Now all of a sudden you're going to play in a softer shell. You're not going to be playing, you know, trying to pin back, you know, they, you know, take away the run game and all of that. You've got Patrick Mahomes out there dialed in the way that he was. They were going to win that game mm-hmm. either way. But when that third down occurred and they they trotted out Tyler Bass, it, it was over. They were they were losing it one way or another. It just so happened that this was the unfortunately less painful way probably for Bills fans. But I mean, it, it's one of those that it was inevitable today, and it was because he was so good. Andy Reid was so good. Mm. Travis Kelsey was exceptional today. Rasheed Rice was exceptional today. And I can't mm. believe we've gone this far into this podcast. Holy hell, Isaiah Pacheco. Yo. Like He was outrageous today along yeah. with this offensive line. There was very little on offense that wasn't working for the mm. Kansas City Chiefs today. So it, it was fun to watch. I'm going to go around the room here real quick. I Just out of curiosity, because Isaiah Pacheco was incredible. Tell me how many yards per carry you think James Cook averaged today. Yards Haley. per carry? Yes. Haley, guess. Four and a half? Matthew. Uh, 3.7. Great. And it's not fair. I'm staring at it right now. Okay. If, if they averaged 3.1. <laughs> 2.1. Oh, thanks, no. They averaged, I'm in the room. They averaged 3.4 yards per carry. Uh, James Cook did. And it felt like, it felt like, it felt like a lot more. The Chiefs averaged 6.1 yards. Him. On the ground. Well, early yeah. in the game, it was. It was but, Allen. It was Allen. But early in the game, they were. It was yeah. second and two the entire game. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the Chiefs averaged six point one yards per carry. That's excluding McCall, or that's not even excluding Cole Hardman's, you know, one, negative one yard carry. Uh, four point seven on the ground for the for the Bills. Honestly, it kind of normalized by the end of the game. It doesn't yeah. feel like it because of how early the 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 early down success was for the Bills. But really, it kind of normalized to a level that you know that. I mean, got an acceptable range. Uh, they actually averaged more yards on the per rush than they did. Well, no, never mind. Sorry, it's four point eight versus point four point seven. I thought I saw four point six. Tucker, you said you had something real quick though. Yeah, I do. Uh, Andy Reid's up at the podium right now. He gave a quick little injury update. Mike Edwards had the concussion. Uh, Willie Gay tweaked his neck, and Joe Tooney has a right pec injury. I know when he left immediately left at first, it was a chest, but now it's a pec injury. That doesn't sound very That's good. good. I've seen some pictures of like ruptured it's and disgusting. Like, torn pecs. Yeah, they're great. It takes a long time to come back. Um, but yeah, uh, bad one. 
Andy Reid also said that he'd be okay if they didn't have to play the Bills again in the postseason in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I think all of us would be okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes for such good such good TV, and we enjoy watching it. And obviously, like, all of us, if you... Here's the funny thing that I was telling my, my parents about the other day. I have made such good friends with the Buffalo media. Yeah. They're great. I see them all the time. <laughs> Love them. Like, we're, and we're very close yeah. with Buffalo media because we're always talking and we're always interacting because we're always in the postseason together. And it's a, it's a new rivalry that, uh, I mean, I love it. And I think the thing is, is and I'll, I continue, I love Bill's Mafia. I know some of them, you know, get on the nerves of some Chiefs fans, but they're cut from the same cloth as Chiefs fans. They, there's a lot of similarities to how Chiefs fans are about the, the Chiefs and, you know, that, that Bill's fans are. They're very loyal. They're very generous people. Um, they care deeply, and they've experienced a lot of heartbreak. And now the Chiefs are giving them additional heartbreak. And are you, you know, like setting them up on Tinder? No, or like, no, what it, I love them. I do. They're, they're, I feel bad. Just, I money. Can't do that. Hold on, just kid in a distillery. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Hey, hang on here. They shut the hot water off in the Chiefs locker room after the game. They were so pissed off. So let, let it, let's be let's be careful. Let's let it breathe. Let's Donald Smith's out here tweeting out that, the, that they shut the hot water off on him right now. Right now. So yeah, yeah, right now. Did you guys know that Patrick Mahomes averaged almost double the yards per attempt uh, that Josh Allen did in this game? Do you yeah. think I knew that? I'm not looking at stats. I no, I'm just I can't believe that. <laughs> I just like were you wanting me to tell you? No, that? Hey, no. <laughs> here's the thing: Josh Allen completed 62 percent of his passes behind the line of scrimmage, and that and like those passes accounted for ha- literally half of his passing yards. Like it's. It's, Josh yeah. Allen and the Bills' offense were terrified to try to play a traditional offense, like a very traditional offense. I thought that's a good point. They, they didn't want to yeah. play the Bills' offense. They didn't want to have Josh Allen go play Josh Allen football. They wanted to run the ball, control the clock, control mm-hmm. the trend. They, they did a good job of it for a while, but you saw time at the end when Josh Allen had to start making it wasn't that he was necessarily bad. It was just they nearly a little out of seat. And yes, they had some wide receiver injuries. Guys were missing, but like, they just weren't in a rhythm that they needed to be because everything they were doing was just a swing pass, a stream yep. over and over, a leaking the running back out off play action. Like, okay, cool, that's an awesome seven yards, but like you give that up to this Bills offense over and over again to stop the chunk plays. This wasn't the Bills offense you've seen like in the passing game at all. They were kind of they were afraid of specs. They were they, terrified what Steve Spagnuolo was going to do to them. I think they were afraid of their own defense too. And like I think that's why you saw them trying to sustain yeah, the long drives. Banged up they are. I mean, Haley, you made a great point off the top of the live stream where you're talking about, okay, are they trying to just get these li- these long drives going just, just to, keep, to extend, yeah. Just trying to just the time sh- the clock. to shorten that game. You know, like you made a good point. I said, well, we'll see kind of, you know, if that's really what they're trying to do after, you know. But to your point, like you you had a beat on it immediately. It's they they were terrified of their defense and they should have been. Because the Chiefs I mean, the the only person the, the only people that could stop the Chiefs were the Chiefs in this game. Yeah. And it was some red zone execution. Because, I mean, Mahomes missed Mahomes missed a corner route to Travis, and Mahomes missed a corner route to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who was open too. And, you know, some red zone execution was really, you know, what, you know, early on what was the was the problem for the team. Yeah. It wasn't the Bills. The Bills didn't really do much of anything the entirety of this game when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. and. The injuries finally caught up to him. Yeah. To that point, what, what it ended up being was, I was talking about the time of possession through a lot of this game. Mm-hmm. And I know that the Bills got the ball to start. They end with the ball. Um, so the, the first half, everyone was being like, oh, don't look at it. It's too it's too skewed. Yes, it was. But that was also, I think, a strategy of theirs. They ended up with 37 minutes of possession. 37 minutes to the Chiefs' 22. Also, they had 27 first downs compared to the Chiefs' 21. 
that didn't throw me as much, but <laughs> the, the the time of possession, I think, was a smart strategy by them. I will say the one thing that did shock me about this was that there were no interceptions by either quarterback yeah. and only one turnover by Kansas City and no Jawan Taylor penalty. Hey, we'll like, take it. What? Well, and I uncharacteristic. Like I think you know, if the Bills were hoping the Chiefs were going to make a mistake, I'll, I'll, <laughs> slightly. The Chiefs have made a lot more mistakes than they have in this game. I mean, they made more mistakes last week than they did this week. If you if you really think about yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. So and so they might have been right. They might have been right. In but Mahomes was just literally perfect. Tucker Franklin has something. Yeah, I do have something. I just want to give uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's dropped super chats in the chat right now. So people are dropping two dollars super chats in there. Um, if you don't know, that is the number of the kicker that missed the Tyler Bass. <laughs> um, so oh, that's hilarious. All of the super chats do go to the KCSN Foundation, so that is that's where that's going. Yeah. Uh, so I want to shout out uh, Ross Sawyer, uh, Andrew Hunter for four ninety nine super chats. Corey Peter dropped at a ten dollar one. Craig, this is a question for you. Oh. Uh, maybe that, but we'll take, you know what, we'll, let's take that one at the end because we're still talking we'll, we'll about We'll take this. that one at the end. And Corey, I'll tell you what, we'll remember this. We'll talk about it on the lab because we'll get a little there you dirty go. with there that you go. One. Buddy, uh, appreciate you. Grayson wants people to remember that Maddie picked the Bills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me do screen name. What is it? No, what is yeah. Chief Believer? He there spells Believer right wrong. I'm Chief's Believer. I- be Liver. Be Liver. Be Liver. Full time Chief's Believer. I was going to give you guys, like, I was during the toast game that, like, you guys had, like, the next two minutes just to flame me the entire time for picking <laughs> the pills in the chat, but you got the whole time anyway. Well, you spell like you predict, so. <laughs> you can it on now. Just go ahead, sit uh, in the chat. Tucker will put them up there as we keep going. I picked the Bills to win a two-point yep. game and said that if the Chiefs offense played like the adverse Miami, they'd win, and guess what? Oh, they were better. Caveat it. Just hey, catch the L. Here he goes. There's the L and the E that you missed. What happened oh on five gosh. things? What happened on five things? I said I picked the Chiefs there, so you got to change my mind. Uh-huh. No, we weren't let you out. We're, we weren't let you out. Gaslight us. Uh, uh, well, listen, I got to get back on track here because uh, uh, Christopher Meyer also dropped in a $2 super chat. Oh, Thank you, Chris. Chris. Uh, there's a couple of questions with these, with a couple 499 ones that we can uh, get to here in a little bit. A super sticker here from Tin Hand. Hey. Thank you Thanks, for Tim. that. Uh, again, all of these super chats go to the KCSN Foundation. Thank you for everyone who has donated the super chats so far. Uh, we'll get to the questions a little bit later on, and obviously, we'll have Tuck's yeah. game. Tuck, I'm about to actually toss it back to you. But for those of you who are joining us, we got a lot of people on the stream, and probably maybe some of you who don't know who we are. We are the Kansas City Sports Network. We are live streaming with Bleacher Report, also on the Kansas City Sports Network on YouTube. If you're just joining us now, my name's Haley Lewis, joined by Kent Swanson. We also got Maddie Lane, and we got Craig Stout joining us from home. We're a part of Kansas City Chiefs media, giving you all things you need to know about the Kansas City Chiefs, and we're breaking down this 27-24 victory. The Chiefs headed to their sixth straight AFC title. Tucker, we're going to take a break, but before we take a break, we got to give them the betting goods. Oh, look, I've already been keeping an eye out on the line for the Chiefs game. It's already out from our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let us know. Unofficial sports betting partner at the NFL and the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. And new customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Looking at that line, the Baltimore Ravens are favored by three and a half points. Going into that one, three and a half points in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. Over-under set at 45, which was the over-under. Bring it. Uh, Bring it, Lamar. Looking at Smash other game. Looking at the other game, yeah, you get plus money, plus 145 on the Chiefs, by the way. So go ahead and, uh, not gambling advice, but go ahead and full time believer. <laughs> Chiefs. 
Not to tell you what to do, but... Uh, Niners favored by six and a half over the Lions as well. Uh, but if you want to get in on that action, get in that plus 45 little money line action there for the Kansas City Chiefs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. Haley? We're going to take a break and be right back with more analysis of the Chiefs beating the Bills like they always do. Bye-bye. We appreciate you supporting KC Sports Network by listening to our podcast. You have helped us become the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network in 2022 and 2023. And don't forget about our daily Substack newsletter, the best written analysis you can find on the Chiefs straight to your inbox every day. kcsn.substack.com. All right, welcome back into the Kansas City Sports Network podcast. We are streaming through Kansas City Sports Network as well as Bleacher Report myself with Kent Swanson as well as the boys at home joining us. We're divulging into this one. The Chiefs coming away with the win, and we believe so because the Chiefs played better in this game and proved that they were the better team. Craig, yeah, we haven't heard from you in a minute, so uh, if you got anything, a bone to pick. I know we were talking about the defensive side of things. That is, seems to be your love. Yes, <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no. Um, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? What 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 did you see out of the Chiefs? Maybe more or less with the new injuries. What are you thinking? I, I, I I don't love the injuries that occurred with it. I think that those guys are are going to be immense pieces to this defense in the next round, and I'm not sure that either one of them is going to be back. We'll we'll wait and see on that. But I love that they banded together at the end of the game again. Turnover on downs. That one was massive. What a, what a play by Drew Tranquil on that one. That deserves just as much praise as the Dan Sorensen one. Unfortunately, they didn't score off of it to bury the Bills on that one. But Tranquil really came into the game late and, and was making plays all over the place. Justin Reed, my goodness. Everybody should be terrified to go across the middle of the field against this Chief Stevens with the way that Justin Reed is playing right now. And I hope that Khalil Shakir... Is isn't having any like residual effects mm-hmm. from that hit that he took? That was a monster oh, hit on what? Yeah, shoulder, sure. But you know, one of <laughs> many major hits that Justin Reed brought. Charles Aminahue though on third down, mm, coming yes. up with that pressure to yep. force the throw away. That that was the biggest defensive play of the game right there. They were just really good yet again at the end of the game there when they needed them to be. Really, all it took was a little bit of offensive adversity for all of a sudden the defense to be like, oh yeah, we're the Chiefs defense from 2023. We know what we are again, and they just shut down the end of the game. Forcing, you know, allowing zero points in the final three drives is exactly what was needed there and had some really timely ones. The turnover on downs, they allowed seven yards on that set of downs. The punt on the next one, negative two. So, I mean, it, it was just one of those that, like, they didn't even allow a whole bunch of yards and a missed field goal like they did on the last one. They really got the ball back to their offense really quickly. That was the difference of the game. Do we feel like the Chiefs' defense is what has solidified this season to be what it has been? Or were we going to put that weight on Mahomes? 
That's a very broad question. I, but, I don't but do you get what I mean by that? Yeah. Do we think it's the defense that has gotten us where, like, or I'm not a part of the team, so why am I saying us? Uh, gotten the Chiefs where they are, yeah. or is it because of Mahomes? I think, no, I... You can't say a combination of the two. I, I need you to give the goods to one person. So I think it's more... I think it's defense. Is choose coward? Oh, oh, Matthew. <laughs> hey, Mr. Uh, Deliver. Mr. Deliver. Mr. Deliver. Listen, if, if the Chiefs doesn't play to the level that they've played this season, the Chiefs may not even be in the position to let their offense struggle through all the things that they've struggled through. And it's not on Mahomes. It's on the pass catchers. It's on the players that have made some big mistakes in big games during the season. And it's the Chiefs that has kind of carried this team throughout it. And so if they don't have this defense, yeah, obviously the offense is doing some heavier lifting finally Are in the playoffs. Chiefs? Yeah. Did you have you never heard that? Have you never heard that? <laughs> have you really never heard that? I just crawled out of the hole today. Oh apparently. my gosh. Never heard that? I wish I could I wish I could claim credit for it. It's the Chiefs. <laughs> that is so Homer. Oh, it's amazing. I, it's amazing. I just, just a defense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. Anyways, no, I it, go on with your point. They needed they needed that defense to carry them throughout the entirety of the season, and they're finally getting more complimentary football. And that's why this team has won two games in the playoffs. Is they've played really good complimentary football. They haven't made too many big mistakes, and they've done some heavy lifting for the defense. Finally, even though the defense didn't have their best game, yeah, they settled in late. And I mean, like I, I think. If, the other thing is, I think the defense probably, when you look at it, is probably played better than people are going to feel. Mm-hmm. It felt very helpless early in the game because these the Bills were having these long sustained drives. Yeah. But they really they they settled in pretty good in the second half when when all things considered. I mean, what they gave up seven points in the second half, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, they gave absolutely. up seven points in the second half. So people are gonna like say what they're gonna say, but right. like they played an outstanding second half of football and and. I don't think I think that's going to get overlooked a little bit when it's all said and done, and it shouldn't. I just think it all stems back from good old 2019 overhaul of the defense by Steve Spagnuolo. Everyone wanted him gone after they couldn't get rolling. Everyone wanted the new personnel he brought in out of here, and he they couldn't stand it. Chris Jones wasn't worth it. This, this, this. We heard all the talk, and why week nine or ten they finally start rolling, and people were like, ah, all right, around Halloween, that's when the Chiefs defense starts to light up. Mm-hmm. That's what the theme was for the past couple of years. And I feel like the last year was building it into this year, which this year, of course, has just now brought everything to fruition. Yeah. And that's I mean, the Chiefs allowed 24 points on the day. They, they still, yeah. the, the most that they have allowed was 27 to the Green Bay Packers. And I think everybody can remember that game was I don't a lot that. of turnovers. Chiefs were on a lot of short fields. Like that's, that was rough. It took the, the Chiefs exactly four weeks to allow a 30 point game in. Any season under Steve Spagnuolo right now. So, I mean, the yeah, fact yeah, that they yeah. have allowed one throughout this entire regular season and now in two games into the playoffs is massive. Like, they have been the backbone for this team. They have been the engine for this team. They have been the reason why they mm-hmm. were the three seed. Now, unfortunately, the offense was also the reason why they were the three seed, just in a different direction there. But we saw what happens when the offense plays well today and some timely Chiefs defense at the end of this one was the difference. So I still think it's the defense, even though the offense was clearly yeah, the yeah, best yeah. side of the football today. So, yeah. Maddie, what, Maddie, what say you? What say you the Chiefs deliver? 
<laughs> I think uh, I think the defense is clearly clearly what got them here, right? Like they're not in this spot without the defense. They probably have a couple extra losses throughout the year if the defense isn't playing as great as it did all year. However, as I think I've maintained all year, and I think a lot of people believe, like, this Chiefs offense had to come around for them to go farther. This Chiefs offense had to start doing more if they were going to advance the playoffs beyond the wild card round. And that's what I think had to happen today. The offense had to be better, and we kind of saw in the first half. The offense matched, you know, serve with the Bills while the defense was trying to figure it out. And like to their credit, they gave up one score in the second half. They did everything they absolutely could in the second half to keep the Bills right where they were. And the Chiefs offense did enough to give them the win. So like the, the defense got them there, but now it's time. I think and the mm-hmm. defense continue to be great, but you've got to pass that baton. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, the offense is going to have to continue to be the 1A part of this team. I don't think defenses can be the 1A to a Super Bowl winning team consistently in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really hard to go that route. You need this version of the Chiefs offense again, and it looks like they're ready. It looks like they're ready to mm-hmm. take off here for the final stretch, especially as a Chiefs defense going through a couple injuries. We don't know. You know, when Mike Edwards, Willie Gay, we don't know when these guys will come back a little bit. So perfect timing to pass off that baton, give it to the offense, let them run, let Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all these guys go. But there is zero chance they would be here without the defense being as green as they were all season long. That begs the question, and and speak now or forever hold your peace. Does anyone want to say anything else about, well, I'm not going to end the show. You're looking at me like I'm going to just go off it. <laughs> because that's a can't move. Kids, that's a can't move to just going. cut the show off. I'm trying to, I'm trying that's to get out quick. Just yeah. the light flashing and he got really excited, Haley. Not, like, not cut the show. If you have any other what thoughts. 40, Kent was ready. About what about this win right here? Because I say, dare we say, uh, we turn our eyes towards Baltimore and yep. talking about that. Um, I have a couple fun nuggets real quick. He's finished his water. Um, He's quenched his thirst. He's yep, ready to go. Getting there. Um, third down for the Buffalo, third and fourth down for the Buffalo Bills. They went nine out of 17. Oh. Kansas City Chiefs, third and fourth down, one out of five. The Chiefs offense really wasn't getting into too many third down situations when it was all said and done. They were just moving the ball at, it, at ease. Had 21 first downs and yeah. we had five third downs. So, uh, and then one other fun Points. stat. Last year, the Kansas City Chiefs in their just much maligned offense had 50 points through the first two playoff games. They've got 53. Would not have thought that. Yeah. Would would it's just crazy. It's just facts that cannot be disputed. Yeah. I'm just it's just funny to see like the narratives mm-hmm. and the conversations. And I mean the Chiefs offense is playing right at the right, right. time. So Hey, it's worked for them. I said coming into this game that the Bills were hot, the Chiefs were warm, and now it's the Chiefs have uh, <laughs> knocked the Bills off and taken that momentum and that heat running into Baltimore. Playoff Lamar proving that he can win a playoff game and continuing to look pretty good. Uh, yesterday was a good showing, and now Kansas City will turn their eyes to good old Baltimore. What do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? What's the biggest threats? we got a lot to pick apart here. Who wants to start? Batty, would you like to put your your claim on this? I, I'm giving you a chance. Oh, we have claim. Yeah, Ravens flock, Matthew. Look at the name. Full-time Chiefs believer. <laughs> Chiefs 24, Ravens 20, lock it in. It's over. Never would I ever doubt the Chiefs. Um, no, so I. it's gonna be, It's a tough game, uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, here it is. The, um, the Ravens' offense functions a lot like how the Bills' offense did today versus the Chiefs. A lot of runs, 
a lot of quarterback not exactly throwing the ball downfield or even to the intermediate areas in a lot of success, but you have to account for them in the running game, and they run the ball very well. So I think they'll face a lot of the same challenges on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, the Ravens' defense is healthier and a little better than the Bills, so it will be another challenge for the Chiefs' offense. I just... I, I feel like you could see a lot of the same stuff that you saw today kind of play out in that game. So I, I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think that you have to start with the entire thing around uh, containing Lamar Jackson, making him a thrower, not a runner. I think that is clearly still what you have to do with him. And on the other side, you just got to maintain the momentum. I don't care how this Chiefs offense wins. They've shown they can kind of do a little bit of everything when they start clicking, like over the years, not just this year, but over the years, they don't care how they have to win. They'll find a way. I am curious to what that way will be against the Ravens, but I think mm-hmm. they will do it because 15 is back there. Remind me or correct me if I am wrong, Craig, the last time that they played or anyone on here, the last time that they actually played Baltimore was week two and they lost and it was because of a CEH fumble and it was like the 2022 season. Am I making this up? Hey, hey, Haley, I'm going to tell you something. I'm old. I, I think it was, so I I think barely it was 20. I think it was 2021. Okay, someone, yeah, someone. It was week two, 2021. That was a good okay, call. Week two, 2021. They lost was, by one. And it was the CEHA, or the CEH fumble. He fumbled at the yes, end of the game. They were driving. Okay, that's the last thing they played Baltimore? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was all I really wanted to say. Craig, what say you about Baltimore? Great memory. Great I just memory. couldn't remember if that was correct that or not. Um, <laughs> no, I, this is a tough one. Baltimore's defense is the only other defense in the regular season that basically hung with what the Chiefs were doing week in and mm-hmm. week out. Like the Cleveland Browns, they they were playing a pretty meh schedule there. So, I mean, like they, they were up there in a lot of metrics, and then you see them get to the playoffs and get absolutely destroyed by the Houston Texans. The Baltimore Ravens have a legit defense. And so we're talking about watching this Chiefs offense need to hold up their end of the deal. It's going to be an even more Herculean effort for them to do that. They're not going to be playing against a bunch of backup linebackers. So it's going to be interesting to watch that on the defensive side of the football. Steve Spagnuolo has played Lamar Jackson really well in the past. Lamar Jackson is playing with a lot of confidence right now. It remains to be seen what's going to happen there. The last couple of times the Chiefs played this Ravens team, this Ravens team didn't have the same weapons that they do. And with Mark Andrews potentially coming back, there's a lot of things that could go on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you're in the final four. You know, you're in the semifinal. You're in the conference championship. It's always hard when you get to this point. So I expect nothing less than yeah. a good football team to line up against the Chiefs. And how you see him doing? I feel good. Uh, you know, I is it the bourbon? I trust Patrick Mahomes. I just, I mean, and that guy, it, like, he, Josh Allen played a really good game today, yeah. and it wasn't good enough. His best wasn't good enough. The same way Joe Burrow's best wasn't good enough the same way Jalen Hurts best wasn't good enough Lamar your best isn't going to be good enough next week because it never is because you're not Michael Jordan the Chiefs have them so I'm I'm not scared I'm never going to be scared I'm cool and collect I'm never picking against I'm never picking against the best player in the world because you are a true Chiefs believer I'm a, I'm a, I'm the biggest believer of all time. Believer, guys, if you are joining us here on the Kansas City Sports Network or through Major Report, oh, do we have it also? Please, please weigh in. (laughs) Who did I cut off? He's just, he's getting the jab. I was just saying that was false. He wants to, he thinks he's the biggest (laughs) believer. The biggest. The title says it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it says believer because I would never misspell it, but yeah, never. God no, all facts are right.
uh, we're going to jump on into our toast game, which is our last part of this post-game show. We are going to toast to the player, the person, the thing, the whatever that we see most memorable and deserving of a toast. Tuck, roll the film. Roll the tape. I'm alone out in the house. I'm with the back. Yeah. I was asking. The whole thing is that the whole book on time. The film you bought to move down and have a problem with the thought. How about the data? I'm looking at down on the power of the thought. I feel a diet. Hi, guys. Welcome back into the Kansas City Sports Network. We're also streaming through Bleach Report. I'm Haley Lewis, joined by Kent Swanson. We got our producer. Tucker Franklin on, and then we got Maddie Lane and Craig Stout joining us from home. It is now our toast game. You just saw it. It's Holiday Distillery. That's where we are. We had our watch party up here, live streaming throughout the game. A ton of Chiefs fans here, and also big shout out to Holiday Distillery for continuing to get us the bourbon, the drinks, the things, and the supplies that we need, and being a big supporter of the Kansas City Sports Network. We're going to start with our toast game. Tucker, you have a toast game as well, correct? Let's Tucker, would you like yeah. to start? Our producer is going to chime in. You, I mean, please join if you'd like. I absolutely do have a toast game. Uh, thank you, Haley, for throwing a speed right at this moment when I absolutely do have a toast game. Um, <laughs> I'd like to raise a glass to maybe a man who wasn't wasn't necessarily on the field, but oh. his his spirit was definitely with the team yes. today. And it was it was Jason Kelsey <laughs> as he was hanging out the window. Yeah. He had a beer in one hand and maybe a beer in both hands. Who knows? But uh, a great shot by him. <laughs> It was Labette Blue, too. It. it was Labette Blues. That's, oh, yeah. gosh. It's perfect uh, for being up in Buffalo. But that was Kelsey Patrick Mahomes breaking the record for most touchdown combinations between a pair, beating uh, Rob Gronkowski and uh, Tom Brady. Heard of that guy before. Now it's Mahomes and Kelsey for the most touchdown combinations in a postseason, which is incredible. So raising glass to both the Kelsey brothers. Woo! Cheers. Cheers to the Kelsey brothers. And good health. All right, let's throw it. Let's throw it to Kent. Yeah, so I'm. I want to kind of compound on Travis Kelsey a little bit more. Okay. I mean, yeah, Kent, he stole like three. We didn't spend a time. Oh, he did do that, and that's okay. But we didn't spend enough time talking about him. Five catches, seventy-five yards, leads the Chiefs in receiving, and oh, by the way, two touchdowns. It's been a very quiet season for him. Obviously, I believe he hadn't scored in seven weeks before this. Puts two on the board tonight in the biggest moments in the biggest game. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey still got it. And that was, I mean, that was huge. I mean, the, he solved, helped solve those red zone problems, right? He put two in the end zone, and one of them was just outside the red zone. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't spend very much time talking about Travis Kelsey today, so I think he deserves my toast game. All right, a toast game's cheer to Travis Kelsey. Craig, what say you? Man, there are so many people. Like, I really want to pick Chamari Connor if he falls on that fumble. Like, oh. I, 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 he was the tone setter early in that game. But I got to go, I say, Chef. Yeah, like yeah. we want to talk about tone setters. You want to talk about a guy who helped ice this game? Um, I, there was no doubt in my mind when Tyler Bass missed that field goal that the Chiefs were picking up that first down because they were going to commit to a guy that was running the ball very angrily, that was making these backup Bills linebackers hate their lives right now. It was inevitable. Isaiah Pacheco was awesome today to the point where we are seeing him take his game up another level in the playoffs. I, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, we, we know what his limitations are. We know what he is as a running back, and it just doesn't matter. He gets to the playoffs. 
he gets it done. Another key component of this offensive resurgence once I'd gotten to the postseason. Isaiah Pacheco, toast game to you. There you go. They were saying on the broadcast, he's like a kid who just put on his shoes in the store and his mom's making him run to check him out. <laughs> Running back and forth, making sure they're nice and tight. Maddie, give us your post game. Who you got? Oh, man, there's just so many. I don't know where to go. Um, we're giving a toast game out to the entire offensive line. That's right. We're Maddie in this one. Donovan Smith outside the first play. Phenomenal stepping back into the yes. left tackle spot. Jawan Taylor was worth every penny they paid him for this game. Like, he, you never once saw pressure coming off the right side. Yeah. He blocked well in the run game. Trey Smith and Joe Tooney were studs at offensive guard, but I think the best player on that offensive line was Creed Humphrey. He was kicking ass all game long. You mentioned Pacheco, Craig, and like, yeah, Pacheco was phenomenal, but how many of those runs had Creed Humphrey either doing a short little pull to get up to the second level or just climbing immediately and latching onto a linebacker or a safety, paving the way? I thought... Creed Humphrey was one of the best three football players on the field in this entire football game behind Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes. So <laughs> out of the entire offensive line in Creed Humphrey, because I thought he was great, and the rest of the offensive line as well. Oh, and Nick Allegretti. Sorry, I can't leave him out. He had oh, to step yeah. in for Joe Tooney. For his pack. Go. Hey, guess what? I bet most of you didn't even notice he had to step in for Joe Tooney because yep. he was just fine right there in the yep. place. Yep. So yep. Shout out O-line. Yep. All right, O-line. We also got BJ Kissel who is joining us now on our producer's headset to give us his toast game. He is the founder and owner of KCSN and a big-time Chiefs fan. Yeah, I just want to shout out everybody who's hanging out, supporting us on the post-game show, watching it right now. I'm hitting my feels a little bit, to be honest with you all. Uh, <laughs> but three years into this, uh, to have 1,600 people watching right now, uh, our show and being at a beautiful distillery like we are right now, we just appreciate all the support of everybody who's been following along KCSN all year long, whether it's the first time you've watched the post-game show or whether you've been hanging out with us for all the content we do throughout the week. We appreciate you more than you could possibly know uh, for letting these local kids uh, build a local company and try to do something different in a really crowded and uh, really talented space. Uh, and it's been amazing to be a part of. Haley, we are so glad that you're a part of what we are doing right now. And obviously, Kent, Craig, Maddie. We all did this together. It's it's a beautiful thing come together, and it's because of nights like this that make it a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see you guys this week as we start our NFL draft content down at the Shrine Bowl Still. starting on Thursday. So the work just covering AFC Championship games in the Shrine yep. Bowl. That's all we know. We don't know anything different. It's what we do. KC Sports Network. KC Sports Network knows nothing different. <laughs> The same than an AFC championship game appearance. Pat ourselves on the back a little bit. We talk, pride ourselves on being education, like entertain, educate, and form. We talk mm -hmm. about it all the time with what we do. And we are going down. We're going to spend five days watching NFL draft prospects while also covering the Chiefs getting ready for the AFC title game. So by the time we get to the NFL draft and we're talking about these prospects, we've watched them, we've talked to them. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a cool thing. It's special to be a part of, and I appreciate and love all of you that are a part of this and appreciate everybody's watching at home and, uh, supporting what we got going on. There we go. We got to finish. Host to BJ. Host him. Thank you, BJ. Appreciate you being on. I'm going to get hate for this one. I really don't care. Uh, I was never a fan of this person before and she has come into my life. And I have loved watching. <laughs> I knew nothing about her except for that she was famous. And now I have become a big Taylor Swift fan because of this season. Girly, do you. Anyone who hates you is only hating you because they ain't you. Um, I love this because I have a lot of young girls who now want to talk about football because they're interested in it because of pop stars in it. And I know it's, pop, it's not about pop culture on this thing, but I love creating. I mean, I'm a daughter of a football coach. I love creating conversations between dads and daughters. 
And this is an amazing outlet to do that. So Taylor Swift, thank you for being you. And thank you for supporting Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, don't you break her heart. Whoa. I'm sipping on the end of my backwash water. <laughs> trying to focus through dry January, guys. Appreciate all of you guys for being on with us. Y'all are amazing. We appreciate all of the viewers. And thank you so much for joining us live in the chat and interacting with us. For myself, Ken Swanson, BJ Kissel, Maddie Lane, Tucker Franklin, and Craig Stout, we thank you so much for being a part of our show. Have a great night. Go frickin' Chiefs. And we'll see you at the AFC title game. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.